I do not remember um, what we covered, uh, what, a month ago or the last time we met this way. Um, but um, I'm uh, quite certain that the burden would be, uh, um, is a, a continuous one or even continual one. So now, um Brothers, of course, this weekend will be the uh, uh, All California uh, Labor Day weekend conference. And uh, now, of course, we've been, been, there's been quite a bit of hype, if you forgive the, pardon the uh, vocabulary or promotion uh, for this time. And I, uh, I think that is necessary and uh, I hope you can even continue uh, this week to remind the brothers and sisters in your church uh, to uh, to participate at that time. Uh, again, I say, you know, messages are pre-recorded. A lot of the fellowship are are pre-recorded. Then you say, well, what what does it matter that we all have to? view these things at the same time. Well, I think, I still think there's something to that, uh, in that we are, uh, like the Memorial Day conference or like the training, uh, even though they're pre-recorded messages, the fact that we're together, we're, um, uh, listening to them, um, you know, together, uh, something, uh, uh, must be said about that in terms of just the, the Lord's, um, the Spirit's move, the, uh, doing it in the body way and also, um, the, um, uh, even the, the, the morale, right? Uh, of, uh, of, um, knowing that all the saints are thousands of saints this weekend, thousands of saints will be doing it together. Um, I just heard, uh, just now, just earlier, uh, that, uh, Houston, you know, the church in Houston, it's a sizable church. They will be joining, uh, 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 the whole Midwest, uh, this coming weekend. Um, and they will be one meeting behind. They start their conference Saturday morning while we start ours on a Friday night. So this is kind of southern Texas there will be joining uh, the whole Midwest. So that was um, uh, very encouraging. Now, all this, brothers, is to um, say uh, that this uh, coming weekend and the burden of this weekend is quite special. Uh, it's very special. And... Um, um, um and it is a um special time for the lord to speak to his recovery to the churches um to the saints uh concerning the present direction of the lord's move here in the usa and um now 
this conference is not a kind of an end-all conference, like this conference will accomplish everything. No, it is just uh, a conference. But I do pray the hope that it would signal or it would mark the beginning, if I may say so. Again, I'm tossing out, I know, a big word, uh, a new era, a new stage uh, in the Lord's move in this country. Um, <clears throat> and, uh, of course, when we say that, we don't mean that we discover some new truth or we saw some real new revelation, as Brother Lee did, and he would have a conference to release that. Um, you know, back in 19, he did that, you know, uh, at different times um, um, of his ministry, when he had a particular burden to release, he would call some special conferences, either with leading brothers, co-workers, or even with all the saints. Uh, the move to Russia, for example, in 1991. Uh, the, um, the, the, uh, um, going on in uh, the new way, what he called the new way back in 1986. And then uh, the high peak of the divine revelation in 1994. All these are um, uh, milestone uh, events and occasions where the Lord has something particular uh, for us. And of course, in some of these cases is not even just for the USA. It is for the, his recovery in general. Um, this time, of course, we're not here. Uh, we're not gathering because there's some new truth and new revelation in, in that way. But it is to uh, uh, signal a kind of a new, a, a renewal, a uh, an entrance into a new phase of the Lord's move, a new season of the Lord's move. And that is right. The Lord's move is not just a you know long linear line like that. No, uh, the Lord's move uh, from the beginning uh, on the earth uh, and with his people are always by seasons, by even dispensations, so-called, or by ages, right? Those are huge seasons uh, marked by ages of the Lord's move. And with the with Israel, it is clearly that way. Um, and uh, and in the New Testament with the church, that is that way. And then with us in the Lord's recovery, it is definitely has been that way. From China, even in China, you have several stages, and then Taiwan is a state, was a stage, and then uh, this country. But not only in this country, but uh, the uh, uh, different season in this country in the first uh, twelve years is sort of one season, and then beyond that, there would be another season, and so on, and so on. So, brothers, um, um, 
this is what I mean by a new era, or maybe we shouldn't use the word era, a new stage, a new season of the Lord's move among us. And this stage has to do with the Lord's increase and spread uh, in this country. Now, of course, when we talk about increase and spread, it can, it is not devoid of life and truth because, you know, uh, or the spirit. We're not here just to carry out some Christian, uh, uh, work or some gospel campaign or some kind of, you know, movement in that kind of a way. Uh, everything that we do in the Lord's recovery is based on truth and, uh, and in life. Uh, so we're not talking about a movement, a new movement, a new, some, just some new activities or something like that. But we have to say, uh, that the strong burden is for the Lord to increase. You see, Brother Lee said back in the, uh, the 80s and 90s, uh, that the increase is the greatest need among us today. Which means that while we increase very much in the early years in this country, that increase halted, that increase stopped. And uh, this is, I'm talking about the late 70s, beginning around that time. And since then, have was there increase? Yes, of course there was. But on in another sense, that increase has been slow. That increase has been feeble, um, 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 anemic, if I can use that word. That increase surely has not, did not match what the Lord is doing on the inside, right? The, 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 uh, the truth that has, he has given to us and all the, uh, the riches and all the provisions that he has supplied us and, 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 and all of this, um, uh, even with the full-time training, even with the, uh, uh, you know, so many things that has happened in the Lord's recovery in this country. But the growth, the gospel, the spread of the truth, the enlargement of the Lord's testimony was just simply not commensurate with these wonderful things that we kept receiving. So the ministry of Brother Lee continued to go up and up, higher and higher. So surely that was powerful. That was a real, real uh, increase, if you will. But the church life is what I'm talking about. The church life. Uh, the gospel is what I'm talking about. Um, the gaining of people for the, for the Lord, um, the saving of sinners, the, um, the gaining of seekers, uh, in the Lord's recovery to have, uh, more, many more saints and many more churches, uh, for his testimony. Uh, I would like to say, brothers, that has been slow. And 
in some cases, in some church life, it is actually somewhat in a standstill. So today we have churches that are really in a standstill situation. And Brother Lee used the word dormant situation as early as the 80s, uh, describing us in this country. Well, uh, I should not uh, say these things, uh, and I'm not saying these things to discourage us, brothers. Uh, I'm just saying this, we must be honest before the Lord. We must be uh, uh, open before the Lord concerning what we are doing here in this country. Just what are we doing here? What What is our purpose here? The Lord's recovery. Yes, there is a recovery. You know, 270 churches, or I don't know, less than 300. Uh, U.S., 25,000 saints, you know, on Lord's Day and, and, and so on. Um, but is, is that it? Is that, are we happy? Are we, have we arrived? Is the Lord satisfied? Uh, is the Lord's testimony in this country adequate? Have all the seekers been touched or gained? Uh, is the gospel of the kingdom preached? You see, if you look at things that way, that way, brothers, uh, I think we must be honest and say no as an answer to those questions, no. And I have been burdened for this for many years uh, since when Brother Lee was here. Why? Because he spoke to us in this way. He, he, he spoke to us, the co-workers at least, in this way when he came back from Taiwan. You know, the new way, the God-ordained way, we need to have a breakthrough, we need to uh, to, uh, uh, you know, to have a new way to meet and serve. We need to, uh, have a, uh, have a new church life and we need to, uh, be, uh, uh revived and, and, uh, 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 we need to be vitalized, you know, and so on and so forth. And he gave, um, a lot of speaking and conferences, trainings, vital group training, and this and that. For this reason, for this reason, I mean, you can you cannot forget Brother Lee's word when he started the vital group training, and he spent four years in that training. Okay, from uh, 1993 to 1996. Okay, four years. He said. That training is explicitly for to to gain increase in the Lord's recovery, and the vital group starts with one member who is desperate for that increase. He made it very clear from the outset that training, the vital group, is not just for us to grow more in life or us to know more of the truth. No, it's specifically for the increase of his recovery. He made it very, very clear. And so, brothers, uh, since that time, I became a man like 
full of debt, you know. Paul says, I'm a debtor to you who are in Rome. I feel a debt, you know, of the gospel um, that I have to pay back, that I, I need to somehow rid myself of this debt. I have, I have to pay it off somehow uh, to the Lord, to the people in this country, Americans, and to my senior co-worker, Brother Lee. Now, whether others felt that way, I cannot speak for them. I felt that way since that time. And ever since uh, that, that, that those times with Brother Lee, even when he said at the end of the, uh, this um, vital group training, I spoke what I spoke. If you don't go and carry this out, I will not speak anymore. Even after that, even after that, brothers, I just could not let go of this burden. Um, I check again and again, brothers, am I too much? Am I off? Am I being too personal about this burden? Am I, you know, or, or what? Or maybe, may, maybe, may I, I need to be balanced. I need to, I cannot be too much. I cannot be on some kind of one-liner. But brothers, I like to tell you, I don't feel like I'm on a one-liner. Uh, I, I minister the word along with the brothers on all the feasts since Brother Lee passed away. I'm engaged in many, many things in the recovery. Uh, you know, still am today, uh, caring for dif- different places. I mean, including the Northern California. Um, uh, and you know what I mean. Um, um, I study the word. I'm, uh, I'm not an evangelist. I don't have that gift. Uh, but the burden, brothers, uh, the burden, brothers, I cannot shake. And uh, and eventually it grew so much, it's kind of a day and night occupation within me. And so, you know, the Lord covers me to say this, and please, you brothers, don't go on and say, Menorah Chan said this, that, that. Please don't do that, okay? Just hear in a bit of an intimate way. You know, I was the one who started Bibles for America. You know that? It's just me and a sister and her Honda Accord, the boot, you know, the, and her laptop. That, that, that was how we started. And I convinced the brothers we need to give away the Bible, not sell. Because the best thing in life are free, you know, that was my argument. And now, Bibles for America, for what? Because there's such an obligation. Brother Lee say this go bar, this recovery version, is not just for us. It is for all of God's children and all the hungry ones, seeking ones. Then what? what I have to do something. I cannot just listen and nod my head and and pray and just go to pray. I have to do something. I have to do something because I'm his co-worker. And then the, the whole campus work and, and, and so on from the beginning. Uh, you know, uh, this 
used to be the Austin Apprenticeship Program. I was one of the main ones who suggested that, that we need after two years in the Anaheim, we need two years of field training. And because Austin has the most, you know, a success, if you will, in the campus work, I said, Don Looper. Don was there. Don Looper, some of you know, huh? Don, how about we just borrow your place, use your place, and we'll send those who, you know, graduated from the full-time training for for some apprenticeship on-the-job training as teams and then come back. You know, Berkeley was the second wave in the second wave or first wave, I don't remember. We were in the first wave. Yeah, along with Washington, I think Seattle. Then after you, it's UCLA and UCI. We spent, UCI sent two teams, A and B team, in, in, in succession. I was very involved with the campus work and then to, 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 um, um, and even brotherly knew that I moved to, you know, uh, to, uh, Irvine from Anaheim in part because of UCI and the campus work there. And all of this, all of this, I was a player coach. I was this and that. You know, I was hands-on, hands-on on the campus. My wife and I, our home was the coordination place for the our full-time team, et cetera, et cetera. And then I was in Irvine, the burden to build up a model in Irvine that would grow and and take the God ordained way, you know, the small groups, the, uh, the vital groups, the, uh, uh, all these God ordained way practice. I was, I want to practice this and do it. Brothers, I want to emphasize tonight the doing of it. And then there are other things, you know, the other, other responsibilities I have, but the GTCA, brothers, please forgive me. I started that. Even in the beginning, brothers, the coworkers say, what GTC? What, 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 what is this? It's strange. I said, well, it's Brother Lee in Taiwan, gospelized, truthized, churchized, Taiwan. And we had gone, we're doing this in America. And so starting with the migration, the first six churches back in 1998, the year after Brother Lee died, I don't know whether Jim, you remember, you know, for migration, to move to Memphis, to move to Jacksonville, to move to Charlotte. All these churches are 20 years old, plus years old now. I was pushing. I was the one pushing, pushing. I don't mean I'm the only one doing everything. I am saying, so leading this burden and charge. And subsequently, all the GTC moves over, uh, over, over the years in the USA. You know, in the training, usually at the last meeting on Saturday night, I'm the one who stood up, right? To, to, to say something about USA, to say something about the next cities, to show the maps, to show the brothers. I am, I'm being very open with you tonight, not to glorify myself or to say I'm so important. No, please brothers, do not think that way. This is a man with a debt. That's all. That That's all. That really is all. A debt to the Lord, 
a debt to Brother Lee and a debt to this country. Well, I should say a debt to his recovery and then a debt to this country and the people in this country. I just owe them. Every day I'm, I get up, the, the debt is like start to pile up again for today. Brothers, one man cannot do much of anything, really speaking. It takes the body. So my prayer is, Lord, when will you raise up all the co-workers, all the leading brothers, all the churches and all the saints in this country to rise up? Because only when that happens can, can a breakthrough happen. Not to mention to reverse decades of dormant, dormancy among us. Do not think I'm here criticizing the Lord's recovery. No, I'm part of it. I'm thankful to the Lord for this dear recovery. I'm thankful to you all, the brothers who invited me up seven years ago to the Bay Area. Little did I know that would be an opening that would result in what is now happening. What is now happening could not have happened if I didn't spend the last seven years in Northern California. So, brothers, this is where it is. I open my heart to you. I open my heart to you. My heart is just, I don't know how to describe it, just desperate burden to the uttermost. By this, and this is not uh, my my ho- home country to start with. I'm naturalized citizen. I came here to study, then I stay. I marry an American citizen, and I'm here. But today, I love this country, and. This country happened to be the country that the Lord had raised up in his sovereignty to meet his need in the last of this age. I totally believe that. Tell me there's another country and tell me which country that is ready to do that. To provide law and order, to provide You know what I mean, leadership globally. There's not another country like this. Not China, not the Soviet Union, not Japan, nor Germany, these economic powerhouses. No, it's still the U.S. of A. God did that. And that's why I ask all of us to pray for the next election because of the consequences will be beyond four years, beyond the next four years, brothers. It will set a certain direction for the years beyond that. And this country cannot 
become weak. This country cannot fall apart or implode. It cannot happen, brothers. The Lord is not done yet. The Lord still needs America for his move. Now that's outward. But within, brothers, I'm looking at the churches, the saints. What about us? You know, when America or Americans lose its purpose, this country will lose its meaning to exist. It'll just become another country, just another country. But this country has a called purpose. It has a reason to exist. Many Christians actually know this, study this. They don't know about God's economy. They don't know about, you know, all of that. They don't know that. But they know there's something, there's something about this country that is special. Now, this, the way it is founded, you know, the way it is uh, uh, protected, by uh, uh, the way it is blessed, you know, um, uh, regardless of all the fallen situation, um, th- th- there's God's hand. So, brothers, inside, what about the recovery? What about, is the Lord finished with the recovery just with us saints here, just like that, with this number of churches, this number of saints, and we're quite happy, we have the truth, we have this. Is this is this all, brothers? Now, this can get very personal and subjective. The question is, Lord, I'm here, I'm an American, I'm in the USA, I'm in a local church here. Then the next question, what follows is, Lord, then what? What am I doing here? What What is the purpose? Why am I in America? What are you doing here? Is it just here to do the routine church life and, you know, just carry on? And you know what I mean. Is that all? Is the Lord happy with that? Is that is that enough? I feel no. I feel no. So, um, so this is just opening my heart to you, and I hope this will not be fodder for your talk and gossip and all that. I think this would be something for you to pray. Pray for. So you, when you pray, you would know how to pray. Even the prayer for this country and the churches and the saints. Um, <clears throat> the current move of GTCA is already, compared to the past, very much blessed by the Lord. Right? We have five teams fully formed with co-workers, with player coaches, with full-timers. That has never happened, never happened like this, because this time we're doing it together. Of the 300 saints, we ask the Lord, or we proclaim that we need, you know, Gideon's 300, right, to migrate 
to these 10 cities. One third is already migrated or on their way. One third, that means actually over 100. Yeah. I just, uh, 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 a brother from Pittsburgh, you know, Pittsburgh is one of the cities who sent me an email and some pictures. And in that, he said, brother, they're coming. The saints are coming to Pittsburgh, of all places. There's some for school, some for teaching, some for job. I, I don't know. But he showed me the picture, so there's proof. And this brother himself just migrated. He's a full-timer from Fairfax, Virginia. His whole family just moved to Pittsburgh for GTCA. And now she, he, he, she now uses his backyard to welcome these newcomers when he himself was, is an over, a newcomer to have barbecue, to, to care for the saints who have just migrated there. Pittsburgh. I was so, so encouraged by that. Right? I mean, Jacob, hold your burden for Pittsburgh. I don't know whether that couple in your mountain view has moved there or not. Maybe they're there. I don't know. But my point is, do you see if this happens, brothers, and again, and then, you know, when you have success, you will be, get more success. When you have a morale, you build up more morale. And, and brothers... We have to have our faith restore that this can happen in the USA. And this must happen in the USA, not just in Germany, not just in Russia, but in our own home country. How can it not? 330 million people, still states with no churches no church, still plenty of towns and cities with no testimony, campuses, I don't even need to talk about that, without our presence. There are many seekers here, many Americans looking for God's purpose, for his church, for the truth. And how can we just be happy with our happy church life? You know what I mean. It's wonderful. Don't take me wrong. Thank the Lord for the church life. But what about the Lord's need? What about what Brother Lee said? So burdened for. I don't know how to talk. I don't know how to not giving a message here, brothers. I wish more of the brothers and saints would remove burdens from my shoulder, like you pick it up, because it's simply way too heavy for one person. And now with GTC, I'm seeing brothers, co-workers picking up the burden, picking up the burden, and I'd like to see more. I dream about decades, years and decades ahead that will be more glorious than Elden Hall. 
that there will be latter rain on this land. That that was just a foretaste. That there has to be a greater taste before the Lord comes. It 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 has to be that way. Well, brothers, we're at this moment in time. We're living here, and that is the Lord's mercy. Then what are we to do? You know, right? Watchmen, he say. If a Christian can be used by God once in his life as a stepping stone in his move forward, that is a life worthwhile. Just once. And I'm sensing these times, and I don't mean this year, I mean these these times, these days, the coming days and years, is such an opportunity. I mean, this pandemic, all this social unrest, all this chaos, they're not just happenstance. They're not, they are not, not coincidence. God allowed these things to happen as if to wake us up from any kind of befuddlement, from any kind of sleepiness from our dormancy. In these kind of adverse and difficult times, it's a time actually we can rise up. The Lord can move forward and advance. But it's up to us, brothers. So whether you migrate or not, you go to this church or that church or not, brothers, I my prayer is every church in this country will be a GTCA church, so to speak. Every church in this country will be vitalized. In Northern California, in Southern California, And we'll all be as one man doing the same thing, moving under one trumpet sound. <clears throat> we will work out the new way, the God-ordained way, really, really. We will have a church life that is vibrant, flourishing, living, attractive, and not just a routine, just go to the meeting and the standard things. And Possible? Well, prophesy to the dry bones, prophesy to the wind, and prophesy to the army, brothers. Ezekiel 37. See, the greatest need today in our church life is vitalization. Is to become living. In fact, not just that. Not just that. 
is to become boiling. The word used in the, the epistle to the Laodicea. Boiling, not lukewarm. Brotherly use these words, deadness, lukewarmness, barrenness, you know, worldliness, whatever, in the vital group training. Well, I better uh, stop on that note, and uh, it's kind of late. Actually, what is on my heart today uh, related to this matter of vitality is this matter of power, P-O-W-E-R. In the New Testament, this word is used a lot. And this word is, um, what is it in Greek? Um, It is the root word for the word. Ah, Denimus. 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 Yeah, or denomai, or whatever. There, there's a, a few uh, expressions. It is it's where the word dynamite, I think, comes from. Uh, dynamite. And I've been paying attention more and more. You know, we in the recovery more emphasize life, and we obviously should emphasize life. But you have to realize life is which is the source of everything. Even this power is really, according to Paul in Philippians, the power of resurrection, right? This power we're talking about, the source is life, is resurrection life that overcomes death. So for sure. But, but you can have life and live, but you have no power. You, 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 you are alive, you know, you're in a hospital bed, you know. The tubes are still there. You, you are still breathing. But you cannot do anything because there's no power there. You know what I'm saying? You're living. You're, you're alive, but you're not living. You're not living enough to cause things to happen because... When you're living, you're active. You do things. You have strength. You need an outlet for your energy. Um, you, you see what I'm saying? That that is that is to live a full life, not a meager life, not a barely surviving life. A life that accomplishes things. A life that achieves things. A life that um carry out things that that's the life that's the life that we have received the power of endless life you know you know melchizedek right there, there, there there's a power there but somehow brothers for decades i'm thinking lord where did the power go well, i mean the saints are still alive they're still here they're still functioning they're still 
you know, you know what I mean. But Lord, where is that power that lift this, that can lift a rocket? Because that's what we need. Where's the dynamite, you know, the, the dynamite, the dynamo. And so we have these verses, especially in Ephesians, you know, in chapter 1, verse 19, it says, you know, that, you know, of course, in that chap- chapter, it says that the eyes would be open, you know, and they would have spirit of wisdom and revelation to see a few different things. And, uh, and uh, uh, one of the, uh, of the three things that, you're supposed to see um, uh, is what is uh, number one the hope of his calling number two the uh, the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and numbers three what is the surpassing greatness of this power towards you who believe. That means the transmission that he talks about later to the church. There is a power, not just to know the hope, not just to know the riches, but the power, the fourfold power, resurrection power, transcending power. That means ascension. All subjecting power, subjecting everything under his feet. And what? Overruling power. That kind of power, fourfold power, is what we need to see and know subjectively, experientially. Where is that power? We, we, we're like, you know, one of these automobiles made in Czechoslovakia with 50 uh, uh, horsepower, 50 horsepower, all right? Max speed is about 45 miles an hour. Top speed. Well, it's going somewhere. It's better than nothing. But brothers, we're going to Mars. Do you follow me? We, 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 we're going to Mars. And 50 horsepower won't, won't cut it. There need to be, I don't know how many million pounds of, you know, whatever, power, horsepower to lift this rocket and put it in orbit and send it to Mars. Brothers, where is that power? And then uh, uh, in in Ephesians, especially in chapter 3, Paul in three verses talk about this power. Now, chapter 1 is for vision, for revelation, and chapter 3 is for experience. Am I right? And so you have here in uh, in uh, in chapter three in uh, what is this? Okay, he say of whom I became a minister. Paul said, according to the gift of the grace of God, which was given to me, according to the operation of His power. So Paul was the one, the prophet, who opened up what is closed for generations, revealing, right, um, uh, all these uh, things, these mystery, right? Paul was doing that. And and he became a minister. But it says this, this uh, that is 
he minister, he carry out this work um, to enlighten the Gentiles according to the gift of the grace of God, which was given to me according to the operation of his power. This little man, Paul's, he, he, he by himself cannot do this gargantian work. He, he was powered. There, there, there is an operation, you know, this operation of the divine power that is in him that caused this little man to turn the then world upside down. Every city he went to, he turned it upside down. That was not Paul. There was a power. There was a power, tremendous power. And that power operates in him, operates in him. In his preaching, in his in his journey, in his doing, in his all the things he did. Okay, so that was one. And then you have this word uh, in in the prayer in chapter three that says what that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with power through his spirit into the inner man, brothers. I tell you, for us, brothers, to really be in our spirit requires a lot of power on a daily basis. And today, there is that power in existence. And Paul prayed that through this power, or or, or, or we would be strengthened with this power through his spirit, no doubt that the source of this power is, is the spirit into our inner man so that we won't be living in our outer man, just everything outward, everything outside in our soul. But our inner man is weak, unable to carry out things, un- unable to, you know, to, to, to shoot up, to, to, to go forward, to fight the battle, to <clears throat> and then there is uh, verse 20 but to him who is able to do super abundantly above all that we ask a thing according to the power which operates in us again how is God doing something super abundantly in us, beyond our asking and thinking, according to that power which operates in us. I, I like Paul. He he didn't just talk about power. He talked about the operative power, the operation of that power, that power in action. This is the source of vitality. Now, you know, I, I don't have time. If I have time, I would go to Second Timothy. The Timothy's with you. Also, Paul talking to this young man, Timothy, he talks about power, especially in relation to the preaching of the gospel and the fulfillment of his ministry. It requires power. Not just 
barely breathing, not even just normally walking, but vital, vibrant, full of strength, filled with energy, full of even enthusiasm, zeal. <laughs> My, I tell you, you, you live that way. You, you, you just every day you live this way. The moment you pray, it just ignites. The moment you turn to the word, it just light is there. You, you can't stop. You can't migrate without this kind of power, you know. You'd rather stay home and in your easy chair. Brothers, brothers, I like to see this power in the Lord's recovery. Not just life, but life's power operating in us to do things that we cannot do. To overcome our environment, to overcome ourselves, to overcome our circumstances. To overcome, you need power. To go and preach the gospel, to be energizing priesthood of the gospel. Do you remember that word? The energizing priesthood of the gospel. This is a priesthood filled with energy. full of energy to serve, to offer the Gentiles up to God, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. The meeting life, brothers, it is not just kind of a wet blanket, kind of slogan. No, the meetings are powerful. I don't mean every saint would be like this. There would be a number of brothers and sisters who are like that. And we who take the lead must be like that. And I don't mean just you're loud, you're hanging on the rafters. I don't mean just that. But when you are powered, you are powered. You know, you look at this car, then you open the hood. Whoa, they put a new engine in, 700 horsepower. Zero zero to 60 in two seconds. You look at, you close the hood, it looks like a just a sedan, but you open under the hood, it's 700 horsepower. Brothers, so I'm not just talking about jumping up and down and just being, you know what I mean, living only like that. But brothers, there should be an expression still when you are powered, when this thing is operating, this 700 horsepower machine is revving, you know? You you don't look the same. And we're here talking about gaining people. We're talking about shepherding people. We're talking about visiting people. We're talking about teaching people. We're talking about all these things. These things need power. That's why Paul in Colossians says that, you know, he would present every man, you know, exhort every man, admonish every man, teach every man, and offer up, present every man full grown in Christ according to the operation of this power that operates in me mightily. Oh, brothers, brothers, the church, the churches in the recovery should not be weak. 
and anemic. This should be powerful. The source is the spirit. So, brothers, we need the spirit more than ever today. We cannot stir this thing up. We, we, but we need the spirit and we have the spirit. We can enjoy this spirit, both the essential spirit and the economical spirit without. But somehow, somewhere, we lost our courage, we lost our bonus, we lost our faith, and, and we are quite resigned to, okay, this is good, you know, that this is good enough, you know. We're, we're very happy. Don't, 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 don't have these big dreams and crazy stuff. We're, we're good, we're good, you know. Yeah, at, 50 horsepower, you can maintain that kind of church life. But but what else can the Lord do? Did I tell you, uh, I, I'm going to stop soon. Okay, here. Did I, did I uh, tell you last time, I don't remember, brotherly talk about, I did to talk to some of the brothers here uh, back in 1983. He said, I place or something, a co-worker in San Francisco, and another one in Berkeley. I don't know who he was referring to. I don't know. But but you can find it. It is in this book. You can find it, right? It is in this book. You can go, go check it out. He said what? He said nothing happened. You can tell even from the printed version, the edited version, how disappointed Brother Lee was. He was talking to co-workers. That, that, that nothing happened. Just, just the common sort of, you know, routine things. Brother Lee was so expectant of what, of, of, of some, some, something happening in this church or in, in that church. Brothers, when will something happen in the United States? I'm not happy that it's only happening in Germany or Russia or wherever or India. Should it not happen here, brothers? Well, I I can only share this with you. You know, now in a little tiny way, I think I can empathize with Brother Lee's frustration in those many years in the past. I never knew why he's crazy, why why he's, you know, frustrated. Well, there's a burden that needs to be worked out. And it's not being worked out. <clears throat> so, brothers, uh, I hope you will not be uh, discouraged by, by my fellowship tonight or my speaking tonight. 
It is not meant that way. But I really look to the Lord that we will rise up. Many of us will rise up where we are. Maybe you're rising up. Thank the Lord for that. Thank the Lord for that. In each and every local church, we need to rise up. Um, now, um, I hope in the after this Labor Day in the coming fall and so forth, there will be more kind of training, if you will, for the saints to rise up, to have this kind of church life. <clears throat> Only a few hundred will migrate. The vast majority of us will stay where we are. But let us all migrate. How about that? Let us all migrate, meaning let us all live like sojourners on this earth. Let us live to the Lord, to his gospel. Let us accomplish something for him in these days together, together. Thank the Lord for Northern California. Thank the Lord. I thank the Lord for the churches and the brothers and the saints. I thank the Lord. <clears throat> I hope you would continue to respond to this, to rise up, right? To pray, to give. And to go, even to go, even by staying where you are, we're all going forward, right? Amen. That's about an hour of speaking there. Brothers, are you okay? Am I, did I discourage you? I hope not. I hope not. The Lord works in seasons, in seasons. There's a season upon us, whether we respond to it or not. Russia, that was a season. Germany, that was a season. Now the USA, there is a season. Pray, brothers, pray for this. What should we do here, Don or Terry? What what should we do here? I I don't I don't think you discouraged us, but I think you surely burdened us, and I think we have to personally and corporately go to the Lord. Uh, and ask him, what's, what, what part do you want me to have in this, Lord? What do I need to do? <laughs> like Paul said, right? He said, who are you, Lord? And Lord, what should I do? What do I need to do? 
we need to do something for the Lord in America, in this country. We, we must do something. This country should not be just this way, just both outside and also internally. Um, and the Lord has given to all of us something, right? And we all have a deposit within us, a good deposit. And brothers, I think now is the time for us to invest, to use this deposit, to labor, to work, to carry out his present commission in this country. And that is to gain it by increase, by spread. Look, you just imagine, brothers, if today we're here not with 25,000 saints, right? Let's say today in the U.S. we have 50,000 saints and 600 churches. How would you feel? You would say, praise the Lord. Am I right? A new day has dawned. The saints are marching on. My, there's a bright future. The Lord is moving. Satan is shaking. People are being gained. City after city, church after church, small group after small group, the saints are living, vital, burning. My, my. It's spring. It's revival. Why not? Brothers, I feel even we need our faith restored, our faith in what the Lord can do. We, we have, our, we have, we have even lowered our faith, our expectations to such a point. It doesn't take much faith to believe in that. But to believe in that, you, you, you need much more faith. And the labor that accompanies such faith. The work of faith, am I right? The labor, the work that accompany such faith, wherever we are. Pray, brothers. The brother Lee just said, vital groups, come with some brothers and just start praying in this way. Companions, just start to pray. Confess our sins, repent, be filled in the spirit by our prayer, be vitalized, and then, listen to me, go do something. Don't just sit there. Action, doings, activities.
Amen. Sorry, I cut you off, Terry. Sorry. No. No. Amen. I don't know what we should do now, brothers. But I think we need to pray. We should just, uh, you know, in our, you know, groupings, yeah. two and three, the serving brothers, the leading brothers. You know, now we should be praying every day. Am I right? To take time to actually pray in this way for this every day for your church for your cluster for your saints and of course for the for the u.s and all of this amen yeah i think we should pray just for this you know when brother lee gave the vital group training sometimes he would share something and he said limit your prayer to this you should just pray for this when you come together don't pray for so many other things pray for this yeah yeah, we need to pray for this, for what yeah. we heard tonight. Amen. 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 Amen, brothers. So we should do that in our localities, right? We should group together the leading brothers in a definite way with a schedule daily to, to pray for this. Amen. Don, is there any other? Isn't the beseeching.org today so good? Will you in it? This week will be the word and prayer. The word and prayer. It's taken from 1959, Brother Lee, on the lessons on prayer. Oh, even today's, you know, first day on that kind of introductory. My goodness, it's just powerful. Powerful, brothers. That the, the Lord would, through the Spirit, you know, Touch us, the mind of the spirit, the anointing, the spirit. And when this spirit becomes deciphered by us, it becomes the word. It becomes, the spirit becomes the word within us. And we pray with that word. We pray with that word. He said, that is the real prayer. Oh, I was so, so helped, so enlightened. So these uh, daily decisions are, are very, very helpful to, 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 to educate us and to strengthen and even to deepen, you know, our prayer life. All right. I really am, won't say any more. Amen. Thank you, Brother Minoro. I believe Thank- it's really true that you've infused faith into us, that the Lord's able to do it as long as we cooperate in our prayer and are going to do you know, you know, uh, last week was the RNC and then before that, the DNC. I'm not trying to get into politics here, you know, but it's very clear. One painted a dark America with no hope. It's so bad. It's We better forget about it and do something else or whatever, whatever. It's a bleak and and uh, hopeless and um, not upbeat message, you know. And then over here, right, in contrast, the, the, the best days are ahead, am I right? <laughs> the, the, the future is with us and, uh, and, and much to look forward to. This is a great country. Well, I'm not into the political things. But brothers, I'm just saying, 
that who wants to, you know, who wants that? I want the vision of a glorious recovery. Amen? A, a, a strong re- and prevailing recovery. A burning, Christ and the burning church, we used to sing recovery. You know, from the beachhead in Los Angeles to the New York City Bay, whatever, a migration song, right? I mean, in those days, that spirit, that power, that strength is so much in evidence. And it's not just just crazy. The spirit, the spirit. I, uh, I prophesy that those days will come. Amen. Amen.